Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. What's up, you guys? Roger Jessup here with the Utah House Doctors. So you just bought your nice new house, and what happens when something goes wrong or something breaks? We have you covered. We have vetted several contractors, whether it be from a break in your sprinkler lines or your kid punched a hole in the wall and you just need a handyman. You have access to these people by following our page, and these are people that we know and trust. Hey everyone, this is Tara Lynn, and I would just like to give a personal thank you to everybody who has left us a review. They are so kind. I seriously get like teared up when I read them. Um, one of my most current favorites is from a mom. She says that our podcast came out about when her first baby was born and she'd listen to our episodes on every walk that she'd go on. And she felt like she had like her best friends walking with her. So I just want to let you guys know that um, we've had a lot of people say that we feel like they feel like we are their friends. And I want you guys to know that we think about you guys all the time as our listeners. And we, I totally feel like you're our friends as well. So I just want to thank you for leaving us a review and let you know it is so helpful for us and our podcast success when you do leave us a kind review. So Thank you. Um, if you are willing to leave us one, you just go to search Find the Magic on Apple Podcasts, and then you scroll to the bottom of the page and leave a review, and then you make sure you push send after you leave the review and give us a rating. Thank you so, so much, and hope you have a beautiful day. Hey everyone, Caitlin here. I'm going to start us off with our high fives and face palm. So mine is actually kind of a hybrid. I have a high five and a face palm in Ooh. one. So the last couple months, I, you know, it's like been cold and a little dreary. And so I feel like I use, I like pretty much always make it a point to like be outside for at least a portion of my day with my son. And like, for me, it's, like, a really good grounding time. Like, whether it's, like, we go for a walk, we just do a picnic outside with people. But um, I feel like that's always, like, a big part of what my, like, in my daily routine. And I feel like it, it like, really helps me. And I do notice a difference in my baby. So, um, but the last, like, couple months, I've, like, kind of gotten a little bit out of the habit, partly because it is cold. We don't mm -hmm. do, like, our picnics outside as much because it's freezing. Mm -hmm. And um, and another, yeah, and I, I've just, like, haven't... I don't know. I feel like I've been like feeling a lot more tired. And mm -hmm. so anyway, I had like, I noticed that all of a sudden, like I noticed that a couple weeks in, I was like, man, I'm like not really like, I haven't really done like my walks outside. Like it's been cold. I don't know. And I also noticed at the same time, like Emmett, I feel like me and my son were kind of having like, I don't know. It just felt like, you know, you go through phases and it felt like there was just like, <laughs> we were just like having some struggles. Like mm -hmm. he, I felt like he was doing some behaviors that 
again, like normal toddler, toddler behaviors that we've all dealt with, but it was like, ma'am, like, and I was like really having a hard time of like, what do I do? Like, this is new. I, I like was having a hard time navigating it. I was noticing myself like feeling so like, you know, that, like tightness feeling where like something would right. happen and I would be like, no, I don't <laughs> know what to do. Like, and, um, so anyway, and also I was like, man, I haven't really like been outside as much. Mm. So then, and I like actually listened to a podcast and now I'm trying to remember which one it was. But, like, all at the same time, it was kind of like the universe was like, hey, like, maybe you should do this again. Because I, like, I think I read an article that it talked about, like, 15 minutes a day outside can, like, they did, like, these studies on people that did 15 minutes a day outside. And, like, after they would take their vitals and, like, their blood pressure would be lower. Like, even people that, like, again, 15 minutes a day is, like, hardly anything. Right. But, um, so I was like, you know what, like, wow, I need to, I need to, like, snap back into it. Even though it's cold outside, I just need to, like, do it. And so I made an effort to, like, make sure that I was, like, even if it was cold, even if it was dreary, I just went outside. And it's only been, like, a week since I, like, really made that, like, okay, no, no, no. I'm going to do it every day no matter what. Even if I feel tired and, like, I don't really want to, like, make this effort to, like, put on all the coats and the hats and everything to go out. It is actually, like, I feel like some of our struggles have, like, dissipated. And whether that's because he literally is, like, acting better and slash, like, I just feel... I feel better. feel better. And I actually really think, for me, it is the being outside thing. I'm sure there's been other things that have helped as well. But, like, for me, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, the outside, like, being in nature really does just, like, center us, ground us. And, like, there are so many good things about us being in nature. And, like, the other thing is, like, for the most part, you don't have to tell your kids to, to not or to do something because right. it's like you're just outside anyway. So... That was actually like a big, it was a face palm because right. I was having some hard times, but the high five was simply go outside. So my like thought for people is if you are kind of having a hard time and it is winter time, wherever you are, just make an effort to even go 15 minutes outside and it'll make a big difference. It really does. Winter, you guys know how I feel about winter. And specifically, I feel like February is rough. It is. It is. It's yucky. It's a hard time. And... So I don't know if any of you have heard of the challenge a thousand hours outside. So it's basically with your family to get a thousand hours outside in a year. And, you know, it's a whole social media movement. It's fun. You can like print out a a paper and you like X off the days or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's so it's hysterical because I I go through phases just like you where I'm kind of like forgetting about it. But but it's kind of on our like essentials list and now that my kids are older um the the older two initiate it themselves like Mm -hmm. they their energy is so much that literally if they don't get outside in the day like i might kill things are going yeah like they drive me really crazy and because it's exactly what you're saying like they have kids have this big energy and especially well i mean i'm making a generalization but i think boys a little bit have more of that like physical need to play like big and if my boys don't get outside it's like all day I'm just like no don't don't Mm -hmm. do that no don't jump off that no don't like you know yeah and so the other day Cohen I printed off that a thousand hours thing so I'm like oh this will be fun for like our new year's goal I I printed off in January and he like walks by down the fridge he's like mom we're gonna hit that in like one day (laughs) (laughs) like in his little like time warp (laughs) mind but really it it helps so much if they they play outside, so how much does that end that. up being like daily? It's about um, oh, I did the math, so it's like, ooh, 
I can't remember. I'll break it down for you guys. But basically, when when we did it, it was like it might be a little bit of a push in the winter, but then once you hit summer, yeah, it's like you're like it would like wash it all out. Yeah. But I'll link the printout for you guys. I remember thinking I it was something idea. like. You know, we'd have to get, like, one hour-ish in the winter and then, like, three hours-ish mm. in the nicer weather time. Okay. Yeah. But that's not very accurate. Okay. No, no, no. I was just wondering, because when I, like, hear yeah. a thousand hours, I'm like, how Whoa. much is yeah, that? Yeah, totally. But that's cool. Yeah. It's I feel a, like I've heard you guys thing. talk about that. That's so fun. Yeah, it's fun. Okay, so my high five is in a similar vein, and it is, so it's March 3rd when we're recording this. It'll be, you know, mid-March when you guys listen to this, but... On Monday, this is like makes all my, Parker calls it, I like things to be buttoned up. Like I just like when like. All the loose ends are tight. Yeah, like everything's just like tidy in my life. And which is like pretty much never, but when it is, it's (laughs) nice. Mm -hmm. But on Monday, it was Monday. It was the first day of the month. So it was March 1st was a Monday at the start of the week and it was sunny. It was like, oh, to me, it wasn't the start of spring. I don't know when the spring solstice starts. It's like not until like May or something oh, ridiculous. I don't even know. Yeah. But it know. felt like spring. Yeah. And it was sunny. And I was like, oh. Life is good. <laughs> so my high five is to Monday, March 1st. It was like spectacular for me. That's awesome. I didn't even think <laughs> about the Monday, March starts, but it was a fantastic day. It's been it nice. It really was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I feel like that start of like. When, like, the sun really is, it's, like, warm. It's, like, it's like real sun. Out? Like, <laughs> it's amazing. All of a sudden, Utah are, like, creeping out of our houses, yeah, like, little golems. Out of hibernation. But yeah. also, I had a friend who's really into, like, moon cycles, which we might hit on. We, we want to do some talk of, like, seasons and stuff on future episodes. But she was telling me that it was also the fir- like, a new moon. Oh, wow. Which... Again, another just like thing. Just a line of Everything's coming together. I love this. <laughs> okay, guys. So today we are going to talk about connection. And we have mentioned on a lot of episodes that um, we try to focus on four pillars in our parenting. And um, we have had a lot of requests to kind of deep dive into those. So we're going to, over the next few months, break down each part of our four pillars. So just as a review, they are connection, presence, unconditional love, and boundaries. And through parenting, we've kind of discovered that those four things can keep you going on like a um, a good path with your parenting, and they can also if you're having a hard time with your kids, if you can dive into those four pillars, it can help you kind of dissolve those issues. So today we're going to go into connection, which when we were thinking about it, I mean, connection with our kids is obviously fantastic, but then we also want to connect with ourselves and with our our significant other, our spouse, or our partner. And so we're going to break down how we can better connect with all of those Yep. today. Yeah, because I think, like as we've mentioned before, if you're not connecting with yourself, you're really not able to connect with others. So it really does start there. And then, like, the next biggest things in our life is our family. So um, we're going to kind of start, like, I'm going to start us off with just some main things that, like, tips that we have loved that kind of, help in all three of those categories. Um, So one of them is mindfulness. So 
A few years ago, I happened upon this YouTube video by Dan Harris. If anybody knows who he is, he like also has a podcast. He wrote a book called 10% Happier. Um, but I happened upon this YouTube video and it was like a three minute thing. And he basically talked about how mindfulness is a superpower. And it like kind of, I had never really heard about mindfulness talked in about in this way. But the idea behind mindfulness, because I feel like that's like a word that, it's kind of a buzzword. We hear yeah, it a lot, like right. what, what really is it? Um, but the thing that I love about it is that Number one, we all can do it at any time during our day. And a lot of times when we're not doing it, that's like when we don't feel connected to ourselves, to the world. And so the idea behind it is just being aware of your present moment without judgment or anything else. So like being mindful is anything, even if like you just stop with whatever you're doing right now, if you're doing the dishes, if you're doing a chore, and even just like think about, like I even like to think about all five senses of like, what am I feeling right now? What do I smell? What do I like? And don't do it with judgment. So I think sometimes even the winter, it might be a little hard because it's like, oh, it's cold and I hate right. this, you know, right. <laughs> but totally. like you might be outside and it's like, I feel cold air on my face and my, um, I smell like the smell of, um, I don't know, a car just passed by. Maybe it's like exhaust. Like that might not be a pleasant thing, but you like, you just say kind of what you're feeling, what you're, and the idea behind it is that you're able to separate like your awareness from like you're able to kind of take yourself out of out of maybe any emotions that could mm -hmm. be coming up and it becomes a superpower because we're we don't get overridden by some emotions that maybe just could totally like derail us right um and so it's really cool cuz he talks a lot about a lot about it but i was thinking about when we were talking about connection I was thinking, I actually had a moment yesterday where I was holding my little boy's hand. We were out, it was again, it was nice and sunny, it was beautiful, and I was holding his hand and we were just walking and he was like rubbing my hand with his little fingers oh. as like we were walking. And it was one of those moments, like we've all had them where you just like, oh, it was just like, this just is so nice. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I could like, and I just started thinking about like all the things I was feeling. I could feel the sun on my face, his little hands were like in my hand and I thought about like how much I was loving that. So this, I mean a little bit, but I just kind of went through like what I was feeling and I felt so connected. I felt so connected to myself. I felt so connected to him mm -hmm. and I really felt like connected to the world. Like I was like, I am living. And it was mm -hmm. such a beautiful feeling. And I mm -hmm. think sometimes we go so much throughout our day distracted and yeah. listening to doing doing million things and we're not even totally thinking about what's happening right now we're thinking about what's happening in the future what happened in the past and so um one thing that i think can really help like this is something that can really help us feel connected in the present moment to whoever we're with and even if we're just with ourselves like connecting with ourselves and i think it really becomes a superpower when we're able to do it and so my th couple thoughts are kind of going back to our habit stacking episode is like maybe like if you want to kind of add this into your day think of maybe a couple things that you do throughout the day no matter what maybe it's making a meal for your kids maybe it's turning on a light switch like we do that a lot like make it into a like a habit stacking thing where it's like okay I'm going to choose to be mindful when I do this and I feel like if we all do that even a little bit throughout our day it like sprinkles it throughout of like oh yeah like it brings totally. me back and I'm able to connect back to where I am totally so I feel like that can be like a major tip in all three of these categories to really bring connection and connect us to ourselves, to our world, to our people. And I think oh, mindfulness can be, like you said, it it's a big concept and it, it can feel like, to me sometimes, like this trigger word of like, well, that means I'm like meditating and I'm like, like this, like this yogi yeah. person. Like, yeah. But exactly how you explained it is how it rings the most true to me um just recognizing how 
how distracted we are as we're going through our normal daily tasks, especially if you're kind of like a, a get or done person, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is definitely the energy I have. Like I, I am looking to the future a lot because in my mind it's like, well, if, if I'm not aware of that, then this day is just like off the rails. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it feels good to be productive. Right. So it's like, yeah. right. So you have to find that, that balance. But I think in those moments where you're doing something that you need, you need to, you're going to finish this task regardless of, of if your mind is looking to the future. Mm-hmm. I try to like pull it back. So whether that's like you said, like cooking a meal or um, changing a baby's diaper mm-hmm. or like bathing my baby, like all those things, there's no reason why I shouldn't be mindful in those moments. And I'm mostly not, but mm-hmm. if I can bring it back to that, like this is what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. So let me just do this and be present with it. And I think the people in our lives feel it. Totally. Like my kids for sure. Yeah. We've all been with people who you can kind of tell their mind is somewhere else. And we've all been that person too. And we've also been with people who it's like they are totally with you. Mm -hmm. And it feels good. It's a different feeling. And so I think, yeah, you're right. Our kids can feel it. Our spouses can feel it. I think it makes a huge difference. And um, this is actually in Think Like a Monk from Mm -hmm. Jay Shetty. But he talks so much about that that it's like, and I mean, there's plenty of other people that do talk about this, but it's like, we, we really do only have this present moment. And mm-hmm. I think something that has helped me because I'm, I also love to like check things off, get things done. Mm-hmm. And I think something that I has helped me is the planning, either planning your night before or planning the day, like in the morning that helps me. Cause it's like, okay, well right now I'm doing this and I don't have to worry about the next step because I already right. know, like, I already know that then at this point we're going to get this done. Like I've already kind of planned out if I needed to mm-hmm. get these things done. I have planned out in my day that I'm going to do it. And it can, it like allows my mind to free up and like not worry so much about the future. So that's actually something that has helped me totally be more in the present is just maybe planning ahead. So maybe that works for other people too. Yes. Um, Another thing that really has helped us with connection is gratitude. So I feel like gratitude practice is something that's like, it's a huge thing. There's so many benefits to it. I mean, there's books about it. There's articles about it. It's amazing. But again, when it comes back to connection, I think gratitude is one of those things that it's like in reality it can be really easy to do and it can be kind of a simple and small thing mm-hmm. that has huge results and this can apply to like we can have a gratitude practice for ourselves so like being grateful for your body being grateful for the things that you have like I think that's a way to connect for to yourself and be able to see kind of yourself in abundance mm-hmm. but then I think also expressing gratitude for our kids and for our spouses is a huge way to connect with them. And so um, I think we've either all had a job um, or even just within our own households where we're doing things that might already be expected of us. Mm -hmm. And like, so our spouse is maybe doing things that it's like, we already like, that's their job, they do it, whatever. But like, even just taking the time to just express gratefulness for Mm -hmm. the things they do goes a really long way. And I think, again, I've had it where it's like, when people thank me for something, even if it's like, I would have done it whether you thanked me Mm -hmm. or not, it like really makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And so totally. that was like something too, that it's like showing appreciation and gratitude for your kids and like when they do something and then also for your spouse and for yourself is like a big way to just connect with them on a deeper level. Because it's, I think too with kids, when it comes to kids, like we know that like saying like, good job, good job, good job all the time. Like that's not really genuine, even though they're like doing something that we want them to do. Right. It's like, hey, keep doing it. Right. But like, I almost think doing gratitude in a genuine way kind of changes it. Cause it's like, if they're doing something that you do want them to do, you can still, hey, hey, thank you for mm-hmm. like 
being so polite while you're eating. I really appreciate that. Like, that's a genuine way to show appreciation. And, like, they recognize it. It was like, oh, hey, mom noticed that that was something that she asked me to do. And, like, right. she noticed it and she was grateful for it. It, like, changes it, it from being. It reinforces it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is genuine. Yeah. Instead of, exactly, like, false praise mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. yeah. I. The other thing with um, gratitude that that made me think was I, I think it helps to, um, and not end helps you compare less to other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. when you're present and grateful in your life and um i think the comparison trap is something we all get caught up in every once in a while totally so moving into how we can connect with ourselves um <clears throat> we just wanted to give a couple quick tips here a lot of our episodes were talking about how we can be better so we wanted to concentrate more on the other two sections today but one thing that I've been thinking about a lot is how we we are extensions of not only who we were as kids and I think there's a lot of important focus we can go into there with you know looking to what we went through as a child and connecting to it and giving ourselves grace or maybe healing it maybe there's some stuff you need to heal mm-hmm. but also um, connecting through ourselves with our ancestors. So, you know, some of us, like for me, I really don't, I don't know people much past my mom. Like even like I know who my grandparents were, but I wasn't extremely close with them. Mm -hmm. But if you can, um, get to know the stories of your past, I think that really can like root you and connect you with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so Parker, my husband, so Caitlin's family, the Allens, who I married into, are real. I feel like they're really good at connecting through story to people in their past, and I think it just brings like a really grounded awareness of like our time here. Mm-hmm. That sounds like so like out yeah. there, but it's really like oh, look at their life and what they went through, and it like puts you in this state of you know I'm another person in this long line of like, like gives you perspective. On. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So that was my first tip. If you can, like, dive into those stories of people that came before you, how they might be connected to you, all of those things. Um, And an exercise that I heard, it's actually um, a mindfulness exercise, but it helps you connect with the past, is if you can imagine your mom or your grandmother, if you're a woman, or maybe it's your dad or your your grandfather's hands, because um, in this study they were saying that a lot of the times as we remember people, and as they get, like, more distant in our memory, we specifically remember their hands. Oh. Which is kind of sweet. That is cool. Um, yeah, kind of cool. So the next time you're using your hands, like, maybe when you're cooking or washing dishes, to look at your hands and see your mother or grandmother's hands in them, which it's kind of trippy. Like, when I did this, like, tested this out, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my hands are my mom's hands. Like, they even though they're not exactly the same, but I could totally like see hers in them. And it like, it was kind of like a trippy, like time warp thing, but it did make me feel like really present and connected to other people. Oh, I love that. So I really liked that. And then my second tip for connecting with ourself is to let, let yourself be where you are. And this kind of goes into the comparison thing, but don't beat yourself up for maybe if you're not achieving in the same way as those around you, Um, Maybe you're in a slower season, you have little kids, or you're just tired, or Mm -hmm. maybe you're going through something with your health. Like, just allow yourself 
that space and and don't compare. It's so easy to compare to mm-hmm. everyone right now and oh, their yeah. highlight reel. So those are my two connecting with self. I love that. Tips. I feel like, because, yeah, I feel like when we are able to just be present and, like, without judgment, just be mm-hmm. with ourselves, yeah, it makes such a big makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, going into connection with our spouse. So we're going to kind of touch on a few different things. One of them, though, is a book that we read called His and Her Needs. Um, really good book for anybody who's interested. And it basically talks a lot about how, like, if we are meeting each other's needs, basically how that really can improve our relationship. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes mm-hmm. down to. Um, I really like how it breaks down specifically like general male needs and like general female needs. And it's funny because sometimes I, I try to like be really aware of generalizations, but I mean, he does say not everyone's going to fit into this, but it's pretty dang spot on. Yeah. It was, it actually really was funny because I feel like as we were reading it and as we talked about it, it was kind of like, it is pretty crazy that like I totally can relate to this. So he kind of gives 10 basic needs that like, in general, we all kind of have. And he kind of says that, like, five typically males have and mm-hmm. the other five typically females have. And usually, like, you're going to have something different than your spouse has. But that's just in general. So, like, a woman could have some of these right. other needs. A man could have some of the ones that typically a female has. So we're not going to go through every single one of those ten needs, um, even though they were all super interesting to read about. We're going to talk about some of the ones that we really, like, liked and we feel like is a big just like a really good thing to be aware of in your relationship. Um, so the first one that he kind of talks about is um, is sex. Mm-hmm. So like how typically that can be like a male, a male, like they typically need dominant. it more. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a dominant thing. Like yeah. we all, it's all good. But yeah. like that's more of a thing. And he talks about how like for, like I think sometimes for women it's like, okay, yeah, like that's nice, but. For them, like, it can be a need. It's, like, physiological. Yes. It's like, for men. Yeah. 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 It's, like, a stress. Re- like, there's so many things that releases stress for them. Whereas, like, for women, it might do a lot of good things for us, but it's not as big of, like, mm-hmm. a need or a push. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, a good thing to recognize that, like, that is really important to them, even if it might not feel important to us. So, like, and the other thing he mentions mm-hmm. is that it's, like, we a lot of times, kind of goes into the love languages, really, but, like, mm-hmm. we a lot of times are really good at giving the other person our needs because it's like, oh, we assume that they need exactly what we need. Right. But to recognize that it's like, this actually might be really, <laughs> it might not matter as much to me, but it matters a lot to them. Yeah, totally. And as we're like going into this connection with our spouse, I think, <clears throat> you know, some of you might be at the beginning of a relationship where it's like, va va voom and everything's mm-hmm. like still like really easy and like amazing. But I think as you have kids and you're moving into like, Uh, getting more comfortable in your relationship hopefully that's making you be more vulnerable to each other but um it can start to feel like everything else is coming first before your relationship Mm -hmm. and i so i think our purpose here is to help you connect with your spouse in a way that you can see them more clearly and you can kind of like I don't know reignite the flame is kind of like a like a what's the right word overused maybe but you can find a new level of vulnerability and I think that does often start with that balance between sex and 
Um, on the other side, what he mentions that is really important to women is like that affection. Mm-hmm. So seeing our husbands or if maybe it's flipped. So maybe one of you is the higher need, higher desire spouse mm-hmm. as we've had Dr. Finlayson Fife on our podcast and we've talked with her a lot about this, but um, seeing that as not like a burden or a weakness that we're just going to say husband because we're the wife, but just put it, plug it in what works for your relationship, but not as like a burden or an annoyance or like Mm -hmm. a weakness in them because it can feel like that when you're, so for me, it's like I have all these kids that need me physically Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. are like touching me Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of just like tired and so sometimes sex can feel like, oh, my gosh, like, like, really? One more person you know? that I have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But recognizing that it is for them an innate, like, craving. He calls it, like, a craving, a desire. And they're very sexually motivated by, like, just seeing you mm-hmm. visually. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, okay, let's mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. And for women, it's so different. Right. Yeah. Something that I love, um, the idea of, too, is that it's like, if this is if this is like maybe resonating for you, it's like oh yeah, that is that, that is how I feel. My husband, like he does really care about this, and I'm maybe like oh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm tired, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, if some of these things are kind of resonating, something that I loved is that it's like learn more about yourself because also it's kind of like nobody wants and like this makes sense like for them like for the partner or the husband whoever is like this really is a need for them. They don't they're not just wanting it just for the sake of sex. They want it because it's a way to connect and they do want like the, like ideally they do want their spouse to like be excited and like being, what's the word? Like I don't, reward is not the word that I'm looking for, but like also enjoying it. Mm -hmm. And so what he talks about is that it's like for women, for men, it's like, it is a lot easier for them to enjoy it for all the physiological reasons. Right. We don't even need to go into it. But for women, it was like, Figure out what does work for you. Like, figure mm-hmm. out, like, what is going to help you to enjoy it the most. And then communicate that to your husband. Like, mm-hmm. they don't know. They don't know unless you are able to figure out and, like, communicate. Which, um, so I love that, that it was, like, also, like, take that. If you're going to, like, make, help your spouse with that need, then, like, figure out yourself, too. Mm-hmm. Which I think totally. is, like, really empowering. Because it's, like, we do have the power to figure out, like, what works for you and what doesn't. And right. then communicate it. And, and be, like, right. vulnerable and, like... Be open about that. Totally. Uh, we can't expect them to just know what we want. Um, and women are often, and when I was reading this book, I was just laughing out loud because I was like, oh, this is so true. So often we feel like we want affection. So for us, that is, it is touch, it is care, it is bonding without the expectation or the illusion to mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, can you just kiss me? Can you just hold my hand? Mm-hmm. Can we just snuggle mm-hmm. without you getting all turned on? They can't, though. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, but it's okay. Yeah. And I think if you have that um, open, like, dialogue in your relationship where it's like, I need I need that from you. I need that affection. And also at the same time, it's okay that you're turned on by that. But yeah. then coming back, that doesn't mean we have to have sex every time we mm-hmm. snuggle. Mm-hmm. So it's that balance between, as women, we, for us, what motivates us towards sex generally is that bond we feel through mm-hmm. affection. Um, and then the opportunity for sex to be mutu- 
mutually fulfilling Mm -hmm. is what he calls it. So it's the thought that, okay, now that we are going to go have sex, I, I know that I'm going to feel connected and bonded and it's going to be successful for me and for my husband. Mm -hmm. And for men, it's, you know, it's a little more one track minded. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can we open that up on both ends? And I think just having that conversation with your spouse. Yeah. Honestly, even just being aware, as I was reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes, and I totally, me and Felicia were like, (laughs) I've totally felt that where it's like, I like, I like love the physical touch thing. Mm -hmm. Like I love kissing. I love Mm -hmm. holding hands. I love snuggling. I love hugging. Like I love all those things. And those like really like are fulfilling to me. And, um, it's funny because obviously like when you're dating, like you're totally doing all of that. Um, and like, and so it's like without the expectation of sex. Right. So then it's like when you get married, then it's kind of like, and for the man, it's like, well, of course, this is where it's going to go every time because right. why not? It's so why fun. You know it? what I yeah. mean? Like, this is great. So I think even just being aware that it's like for men, typically the sex is the main attraction. And for women, typically the main attraction is the affection. So it's like right. just recognizing, and I love what you said, Felicia, that it's like, even if like you're like, if your husband does get turned on when you're just snuggling, uh-huh. Like, accept that as a gift that it's like, oh my gosh, how great yeah. is that? Like, he's really attracted yeah. to me and we're just hugging, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is great. So, like, accept it as that. Mm-hmm. No, and then I think no for each other that it's like, like having, because it's something that he mentions too that, like, for his clients and stuff, that it's like, for men telling them that it's like, make sure that, like, throughout the day you have, I don't remember what he gives, but it's like, you have a certain amount of, he calls it sexless touch or like mm-hmm. sexless affection that it's just like, I'm just touching you, just like hugging, grabbing your hand, like whatever it is, like putting my hand around your waist um, that has nothing to do, like I'm not like going anywhere with sex, I'm just showing you affection through this way. And so like I think then on the other side, like as the man recognizing it's like, okay, I'm going to put some effort into this. And then I think like if the woman feels like it's like, okay, this isn't just, like he's not just snuggling me because he wants sex. He's Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think like Mm -hmm. even just being aware that those are needs and like focusing that it's like for them, that's the main attraction. And for, you know, I think yeah, that's super important. Totally. I agree. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And as we're looking at more, all of these other tips we're going to give for connection, really, um, it is about time and making sure that you're being aware of your spouse and the time that you have with them and appreciating them. So another tip that the author gives is to look at your week ahead and schedule 15 hours of undivided attention in your week that's going to be spent with your spouse which I just love that strategy because as you know we are planners Mm -hmm. um and I think even just looking ahead for some people you might not have to plan that in because by the nature of how your family's set up you're already getting that but just being aware of it Mm -hmm. is 
15 hours a week, that's quite a bit. Totally. And of undivided attention, this doesn't count like even if you're with, because we're actually going to talk a little bit about the family thing, but this Mm -hmm. isn't just like you with your kids and your spouse, even though that could be really good quality time. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But like just you and your spouse, just being together, undivided attention. So, And that can include affection, sex, but also having like good conversation, Mm -hmm. maybe doing recreational activities together. Like Mm -hmm. all of that is included. And I think... It is important to like look ahead, be intentional about it because if you're not intentional about it, like everybody has the same amount of time in in the day, mm-hmm. in the week. So if we're not intentional beforehand, it's really easy to like slip by and be like, "Oh, did we totally. do that?" Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't totally. know. Yeah, and one more because we all just need this reminder, quick tip on connecting with our spouse before we move into kids. Um, because I need to hear this reminder all the time. I think especially as we get into busy lives, it's easy to then, you know, after we get our kids to bed, we're responding to a few texts and then that turns into a few emails and then we're scrolling, scrolling social media and we find this article and then we're watching like a game on our phone or whatever. So something that if I'm being super aware that I try to do is, you know, Parker and I call it like correspondence time. Take your time, 10 minutes, like respond to everybody. And then we really try to put our phone away if we're going to get to be together for like the evening. And everybody knows that. But I think every time I hear a reminder of that, I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm going to be better. Yeah, so totally. That I think that's good. Cause I think sometimes I do find myself that it's like, okay, by the end of the day, you lay the kids down and then it's like, okay, I do have yeah. some stuff that I need to do. So it's like, I think it's good. Set aside 10 minutes mm-hmm. or however long you need to like do those couple things that, so mm-hmm. you can both then just be undivided and be with each other. Cause I think you're right. Again, We've all been where it's like the other person's like slightly distracted because they need, you know, they need to get this done or they need to get that done. And it really does like inhibit your ability to just be with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think I love the quote. I don't remember who it's by, but it's like half-hearted attention like for a long time is not as good as wholehearted attention for even a shorter amount of time. So it's just like give that wholehearted attention, whether it's with your spouse, with your kid, with yourself. Right. I love Um, that. Another thing that I did just want to touch on also before we Oh, move, yes, yes. I love the conversation piece that he talks about that it's like, again, this is more of a women thing, but like sometimes it's like once you get married, I mean, because I feel like when you're meeting someone and then when you date them, you're like, you know, there's so much to learn about each other and you're talking and like there's so much. And then once you get married, like you do get to know each other better. So like some of those conversations totally. aren't like, you're not like doing the get to know you thing anymore. So it's like the conversation piece sometimes can decrease but for women a lot like this is a huge need of just like Mm. being able to talk and something that I loved that he said is sometimes like men will be like yeah like let's talk what do you want to talk about but it's like for the woman it's like well what do you mean yeah like (laughs) what are we gonna talk about like let's just talk so I think that's also I thought that was so funny because I feel like I'm totally like that like I just I want to be able to talk and like I don't know what we're gonna talk about but like I want to be there with you and we're talking so I love that that it's like sometimes men might see it as like a means to an end it's like sure yeah like let's talk let's get this done let's do it so we can move on like sometimes that can be a thing but again that actually is a need that women have typically can go both ways but like that it's like we just need to talk and like have a good like eye contact conversation talk about our days like talk about things that we're excited about um so I think that's like a good thing to note that that is a need and whether it's like your spouse or yourself that needs it making sure that you're either communicating it if that Mm -hmm. feels like a need to you I just thought that was like a good yeah I really like I loved thinking about it as a need yeah totally because I like do, a bucket I do feel like it's I need like it. wait yes I do need so, to chat yeah. and you're cutting me off <laughs> yeah I really like that um, this book really was like fantastic and and 
so it's his needs, her needs. I feel like um, if if you're looking for some tips to really heal your um, sexual relationship with that balance with like affection and sex, um, the author goes really deep dives into how to um, heal that relationship in with really concrete tips mm-hmm. and. So I'd recommend it. Yeah, the sure. book was awesome for that reason. I thought it was very <clears throat> applicable. Like I feel like yeah. sometimes you read books and it's like, okay, that was great, what do but I do? what do I do? It was really good. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to start talking about connection with kids with um, a poem, poem from Hafiz. And I actually have this like print hanging in our house and I really love it. So I said, I wish it said, it goes, <laughs> not I said, he said, <laughs> I wish I could show you, when you are lonely or in darkness, the astonishing light of your own being. Even after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. One regret, dear world, that I am determined not to have when I am lying on my deathbed is that I did not kiss you enough. Look what happens with a love like that. It lights the whole sky. So I I just, every time I read this, when it, like, every time I pass it in my house and I'm paying attention to it, I read it. Because specifically this part um, after all this time, the sun never says to the earth, you owe me. And it like reminds me mm-hmm. in parenting that it is a sacrifice mm-hmm. and sacrifice can be joyful and meaningful if we're doing it in the right light. Mm-hmm. And I think as we're looking at connection with our kids, um, a lot of it is a sacrifice. And if we can be aware of that and find joy in that, um, it it helps me on my day-to-day connect with them so much better. Mm-hmm. If I'm like, this isn't supposed to be way easy. Uh-huh. Like, I am choosing to serve you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I Yeah, I love this poem because I feel like it totally embodies, it totally embodies motherhood. Like, right. That it's like, sure. we do give and we give and we give and we'll never get back what we've given. The right. time we've given, the energy we've given. Right. And, um, and, and sometimes, like, we do feel depleted at some times. And I think, again, it comes back to connecting with yourself, mm-hmm. like having those places. But when we come from a place of I'm choosing to do this out of love, it completely changes it. And then we yeah. talk about that so much, but I feel like it needs repeating because it is magical. Like, yeah. It's beautiful. And so some little pieces of parenting where we can connect. Um, so we talked about being mindful in the little moments. So with, you know, bathing our kids or dressing them or eating with them or or feeding them all of these things um we we have to do them so for me when i look at my day yeah i'm not gonna have these probably you know even minutes sometimes but hours of time where i'm connecting one-on-one with one of my kids but if i can take those moments when i am serving them to connect um it it brings me joy and I think they it, it fills their love bank they don't need some you know they don't need you to take them to dinner or on this big date to to get that connection um and then when we're looking at discipline this is something that is kind of tricky because sometimes I think like how can I connect in discipline but um my favorite tips for this is to see the action that they're taking that you're seeing as a wrong action through their eyes first. So an example I have of this is Cohen, my oldest, and even 
you know, like all of them, but specifically him, he loves to do experiments. He is the experiment boy. And so he will get out, you know, flour and water and mix them together. And he's creating slime bombs. And I mean, when he gets into experiment mode, my house looks like a bomb went off in a bakery mixed with outside, you know, like there's mud and there's, and it, don't get me wrong. It frustrates me when there's this huge mess, but if I can see it through his eyes first in this magical little world that he was in creating his slime balls to beat the, you know, like monsters, it really helps me get down on his level, connect with him first even if I am going to set a boundary with the s- supplies he used or have him clean up the mess, it helps me connect with him. Um, and I think he feels that. I think our kids feel that when, when we're empathizing. And then also um, to note that when we react out of anger or we shame our kids or we fin- physically punish them, we're always breaking our connection. And we do, that is a, a element of parenting that is going to be in there. But if we're picturing like a scale and on one side is the breaking of connection and the other is connecting with them. And connection includes setting boundaries in a calm way. Connection includes these little day-to-day moments, you know, we can add to that bucket through special times, one-on-one times. All There's a lot of things that can add to that bucket. But we definitely want to make sure that we are putting more um, stones in the connection bucket and as little as we can in the reactions of anger, breaking the connection bucket. And I think um, often when I'm feeling disconnected from my kids, it's because that bucket's a little full, you know, I'm racked out of anger, I'm nagging, I'm pushing, 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 and I'm not empathizing and connecting, and I'm not feeling joyful in my service um, to them. So those are just some tips on connecting with our kids. We hope that you enjoyed this deep dive into connection. We're going to go through all of our pillars in the coming months, um, connection, presence, unconditional love, and boundaries. Thanks for being here. And thanks for helping us find the magic. We appreciate all of you, especially as we've launched our journals and seeing all the feedback on um, the joy they're bringing you day to day as you're planning and trying to be more self-aware and connect with yourself and connect with your kids. Um, We just have loved all your feedback. So thank you. Thank you. Let's find the magic. Brown cows.